good afternoon, Joshua James. Hello, Tyler. Alex, isn't it? Yes. Oh, that was a test of the friendship, wasn't it? Well, yeah, and you, you came in knowing you were going to roll with that, and I was like, shit, I'm on the spot here. Mm. But I nailed it. It is, it is Alex. It is Alex, Tyler yeah. Alex Mond. That is. Tam. Tam. As I'm also known. There you go. Yep. Who, who calls you that? Just um, myself. Right. Yeah. There you go. Um, That's unbelievable. And we would like to say happy birthday to my dad and your mum. Oh, Same yes. day. Yesterday. Two beautiful humans Fantastic who just humans. celebrated in style. Absolutely. Didn't see each other, of course, but of course um, I believe they... What what happened yesterday? How was Karen's birthday? It was... Um, I said she celebrated in style. Yeah. She had a pretty low-key affair, actually. Yeah. Um, she saw me. Yep. Good. Which was probably the highlight. <laughs> um, like I went think. over and just um, gave her a nice prezi and a cuddle. Beautiful. And we, we sat down and watched a bit of telly. Yep. Um, so she had a very cruisy day. Uh, what about Shanos? Well, Dad saw me as well, but that certainly wasn't his highlight of oh. the day. He played golf. So oh. um, With Sam? With Sam, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wasn't invited to yeah. that one. Um, no dead weight needed on that No, occasion. they didn't need me out there. But um, no, it was a lovely day yesterday and uh, happy birthday to Karen and Shane. Absolutely. Well said. Um, who's the favourite out of you and Sam? <laughs> for, um, just on, on the topic? <laughs> um, oh, we'll say me. Yeah, okay. What about mum's favourite? Mum? Oh, I reckon me as well. You see, yeah, I've, right. I've moved out. Okay. Which, um, so our now we when we catch up, I feel like the catch-ups are just um, just excellent, as opposed to when you see them every day, you know? 100%. I can relate to that. My parents, I reckon they love me 10% more <laughs> yeah. now that I've moved out of home. <laughs> yeah, it every, took you long enough. Every time they... <laughs> yeah, thank you. Every time they see me, yeah. it's just like a, a massive event. It is. A, it's an event. Yeah, And I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but mum's just like, oh, you sure you don't want to stay for tea and... Um, you know, your room's always here if you need it. Yes. Just just everything is just a little bit extra. Everything and, is and a bit I love extra. It. Yeah. And, and see, you you only get to travel two or three minutes or probably five minutes. It's it's ten minutes on the dock. Ten minutes on the dock. Yeah, see, I've got a I've got a freeway trip to navigate on the way up to my dad's, which makes it even more special mm. because they know you've put in the effort to drive all the way up there. Hundred percent. So yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah, believe definitely. we've started with this. It's just wholesome shit. It is wholesome, yeah. Um, so mum, mum and dad, when they see me, they're just like fantastic. And when they when they see Monique, they're just like, oh yeah, here she is. <laughs> I can only imagine that's what happens. <laughs> just yeah. rolling out of our room. Yeah, yep, Sam would be the same, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, but it was dad's birthday yesterday, obviously. Um, and so then went back to work today. It was Monday. You should have seen his um the the regime in dad's office is that everyone sort of. Brings a cake in when it's their birthday. What sort of cake does Shane get? Well, I could see Shane as a carrot cake operator. No, nah, I don't think Dad likes carrot. He's a ch- he's a mud cake man. Oh. But on this occasion, I think on every occasion he brings like just a shitload of chocolate biscuits into his work. Right. So today we were talking about it last night. He bought six packets of chocolate biscuits for his uh, staff. Holy hell! It's very nice of him. Um, and I said, gee, that is a lot of biscuits. How many would that? Equate per person. And mm. he said four to five chocky bickies per person. That's a fair. He's gone absolutely all out. I'd say there was a special at Foodland today. Shane is off his head. He is completely gone off his <laughs> head. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, fantastic Shane and, and happy birthday. Yeah. Um, that is great, mate. Where do we where do we get going? Well, because would, it's been such a fucking weekend. It has been a big weekend. I would like to start off the top, um, just address the weather. Yes. Like, I, I, I know that I'm very old. Um, well, I'm not actually that old. I, I come across old. Mm. And adding that into my repertoire is now talking about the weather constantly. With anyone I can talk to, you know, I just bring it up. It was stunning yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Sunday was, it was beautiful. It was immaculate. It was. Um, fantastic. Fantastic day. And then the Swans played. <laughs> so I'm um, just all downhill from there, but um, oh, it was it was tremendous. It was it tremendous. really was, and a bad day to be a beer. Yes. Oh God. God, I I had a pirate life and just fucking see you later. Yeah, out it down goes. the gullet. Yeah. Well, I had night. to I had to just maneuver a beer down because I had quite a large Saturday night. So beer, you know, when I saw Dad, I had to have a beer with him for his birthday, but I was not enjoying it because um. I was certainly seeing off the sins of the of the night before. Yeah, right. But that is okay. And I would like to say as well, I went to Elle's soccer yesterday, um, her final game of the year. Completely, you know, this is end of August, still winter, 
But I just had t-shirt, shorts, Burks on, which is what the same uniform I'm rolling with um, right now. And I, it just makes you feel so much better when you can see the lower part of your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what sort of legs you're rolling with. Like, <laughs> True. Really, it's um, yeah. It's all uh, very circumstantial yeah. to your current setup. Yeah, but uh, yes, true. I I think we've both got nice pins. I'll yeah, just throw I'd, it out there. I'd, I'd I'd back myself in um, to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I I do find myself a little bit um, a little bit probably less confident during the winter months because right. I can't quite get the sun on my legs. Right. Okay. So my legs are skinny. Yep. Um, and they go rather white. They, they go rather white during right. winter. Okay. So um, you're kind of exploited at the beginning of summer. Yeah. You just want the sun to come out. Just think, just want them to get a little bit of colour, yeah. and then you, you're back um, amongst your uh, your comfort yeah. zone. So. See, the beautiful thing for me is that I'm still coming off a, a Europe trip from just a month ago, and I reckon I'm still got a bit of colour from that. Yeah, right. That was obviously very hot over there, mm. um, and I'm still I'm still hanging on to my Europe tan. I think. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah, um, but I I have to admit my mood does fluctuate a bit with the weather. Yeah, that is. Oh, um, everyone's does. It's a, yeah. It is. It is like a, a thing. I think so, and um, I, yeah, well, it's probably a good point. I think everyone I've spoken to admits that sunnier weather makes them just feel that little ten percent happier. Yeah, a hundred percent. It is absolutely like I think it's um, proven scientifically that the the sun does have a lot to do with how you're going, and and I think the other thing as well, you know, during the summer, you the nights are longer, well, the days are longer, I should oh. say. So you walk out of work, um, and you're like, I've still got. The day's not Several done. hours of the sun left. Whereas in the middle of winter, like right now, it is a little bit past six outside in Woodside and it is absolutely pitch black. Yeah. Pitch black right now. I can see it through the window there. Um, whereas, you know, summer, it'd still, be, it'd still be light for a few hours. Yeah, so good. And all you want to do in winter is just go home. Go home and just cry. <laughs> just curl up in a ball and cry. Gee, I hope you, are you going okay? <laughs> Yeah, well, it is winter. <laughs> that no, is true. But it has been, as you said, sunny couple yeah. of days, so I'm currently going okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I'm also going okay. We had our work down at Nord, as everyone that listens probably does know. Our football, our, our season came to an end on Saturday um, with just a resounding win. Yeah, well done. That Norwood, was amazing. A, a huge win over the um, Adelaide Crows. That yeah, was fantastic. That was. We it? kicked the last seven goals and won by 20 points. Yeah. So that was just all over the place. But I'm in the off-season now. Mm-hmm. And how bloody good. Yeah, that's fantastic. So if you need me to step up with the podcast, oh. I bloody well can. And I will. I won't be doing TikToks or videos. Okay. Um, or graphics. Yep. Um, or... Bringing the equipment, okay, but I am help. I'm here to do other sh- other stuff. So, what will you, will you be doing? Oh, just probably further planning on my end. Really, you've got to get those hats sorted at some stage. My hats, yeah. Oh, our hats. Yes, yeah. that's they. Nothing's happened there. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> um, all right, mate. So, I just want to get stuck into the AFL finals yeah, because that is just forefront of mind yeah. at the minute. It, well, yes, at the, absolutely. Yes. Exactly right. Do um, you, do you, well, sorry, you go. That's all right. Um, no, I'm kind of interested now. You're going to ask me something. Well, I I forget about this every every year, but there's a pre-finals buy. Yeah. So there's everyone is just so excited for footy at the moment, and then oh, hold on, just wait a week. Just everyone stop, pause. I don't like it. Okay, I've. I, I think I've recently, I've always been a bit of an advocate, I think, for the pre-finals buyers yeah. as far as separating it from the regular season. Yeah. Um, plus, I think in more recent times, it's proved to be pretty valuable um, with potential head injuries. Yeah, Players true. getting an extra week over it. But true. I actually think um, if you scrap the pre-finals buy, you probably have to find another way of navigating teams resting players in the final round of the season. Yeah, but like I feel like that's okay. You know, everyone jumped up and down when St Kilda did it a few mm. years ago and dropped. It was was it St Kilda? Or, it was a Ross Lyon led team. Yeah. I think it might have been Fremantle actually. Yeah, true. And they dropped thirteen players for the last round. What's wrong with that? Mm. I don't see what's wrong with that. I think it's probably just an integrity thing from the AFL. Um, they want every club fielding their best twenty two each weekend. Yeah, but, but that's no, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Like even even Carlton dropped. They didn't play Crips and Doherty on the weekend just gone and 
they had nothing to play for, you know. I, I just don't – and they obviously lost the game and the Giants are in as a as a result. Um, I, don't, I don't see any problem with teams dropping as many players as they want before finals. I think part of me likes it because it kind of makes the finals a little bit more special. It's yeah. more of a standalone event then. Yeah. And it, I'd rather uh, – I think I would rather a, a buy before the grand final. That is what I was going to talk to you about. I'd be happy for them to scrap the pre-finals by and um, I don't know what exactly what that mm. would then look like. But I think a, a buy before the grand final. That makes it real special. That, does, that makes that week really special. And mm. it's really um, – I, I use the word reward. But yeah. it, it is reward for those two teams that have made it, yeah. Because you get the two weeks to en- uh, you get the two weeks to enjoy mm. um, the build up, yeah, yeah. And it can be spread out um, a lot more deliberately. I think a buy before the grand final would make it a really exciting event, and maybe they could we could put that um, under 18s yeah. competition or something yeah. that you mentioned we, earlier. We have in spoken the year. about that a few times, and I, I think in one of these, I, I I would prefer if it was shifted to the pre grand final. Buy, but then again, you do need something to fill in that week, like the Brownlow. I've spoken about it before, the under 18s um, carnival or under 18s grand final, just to give it its own little, you know, time in the sun. I think uh, whether it's pre finals or, um, or or pre grand final, I think something needs to happen there. Um, but like, I, I just feel like everyone is just so giddy with footy right now, um, and now it just all has to stop for a week. Yeah. Um and and I I reckon honestly if you asked any well any any player in the AFL who got you know if they were to get knocked out in round 24 and miss a, the first final they'd much rather that than get knocked out in a prelim and miss the grand final. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Mm. Pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> no, no well said. Um yeah, and yeah, it, it it gets rid of a lot of um, conjecture around a player that is concussed in a prelim, and you can really prelims are kind of known for leaving it all out there, yeah. and they're some of the best games of of footy. Yeah, you don't really want the ramifications of a prelim affecting a grand final necessarily. No. So a pre grand final buy could mm. be really um, really good from that that yeah. point of view as well. There's a long, I think, currently the. I can't. There's a there's a long break in between. Is it if you if you make it straight into a prelim, there's a long break anyway. You go about a a month without playing, for, or not a month, a couple of weeks without playing. So like, I reckon mm. if you if you both come off a prelim, and you get given the same amount of you know two week break, yeah, it it, it eradicates that because you're both coming off you know a big game, freshen everyone up, everyone's available. Um, I I, I think it makes more sense than a. A pre-finals buy, um, and I think like you know, obviously, a se- the season itself is a is a war of attrition. Um, continue that through to the grand final. Yeah, great call, great call. Um, now finals are set. Yes, um, and apologies to any Crows fans out there. You should have and would have made it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Sydney are there instead, <laughs> which just fills me with great sadness. Um, <laughs> We take on Carlton on Friday night at the MCG, mm. which is um, we'll enter that game as underdogs, and uh, the whole footballing world will have eyes on Carlton. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Thursday night it all kicks off with um, Collingwood and Melbourne at the G. Saturday twilight we have St Kilda and GWS. Yep. Um, now that is at the MCG, isn't it? St Kilda, G- um, St Kilda GWS is for some reason at the MCG yep. on on Saturday afternoon. Interesting. And Saturday night we'll see Port Adelaide travel up to the Gabba. Yes, that will be a magical game. So plenty to play for. And mate, what's got you most excited? What are you What are you just ready to get your teeth stuck into? Like, like I reckon, I reckon the two games that bookend the the finals, like Collingwood Melbourne, I. I kind of wish that's the grand final, to be honest. Like yeah. that, at the MCG, Collingwood Thursday night. Well, it um, might be. It could be the grand final. Absolutely, uh, Collingwood Melbourne will be absolutely incredible. Um, and I think this game at the Gabba is going to be special. Um, if both teams can bring bring their A game, um, it is it is the type of game though that if Brisbane get out very fast start, they could blow Port out of the water, and it could. Um, 
turn out to be a, a bit of a fizzer. But if Port go up there and um, give it their absolute A-grade effort, um, this could be one of the games of the season. Absolutely. They play such exciting football, both yep. teams. You can really look at it as though the winner of that makes a grand final. Yeah. If Port Adelaide win that, they go to a home prelim. Home prelim, yeah. Um, and if Brisbane win it, they well. continue that role um, of wins at the Gabba. Yep. Another home prelim for yep. them. That they, The only thing with them is they have, they've not enjoyed prelim finals of late, even if they are at the Gabba. Mm. So they would have to they'd have to transform some they they would have to transform some pretty average um you know final like prelim form and also then if they make it some dreadful MCG form to to go all the way and win a grand final but that's what finals is all about isn't it it is playing out of your comfort zone definitely yeah and the thing I love about this final series obviously there was you know this this incredible race just to make it but. We've got four Victorian and four interstate teams um, mm. in, in the finals run. At, at a few points there, it looks like it might have even just been Brisbane and Port Adelaide as the only interstate teams when, when Essendon was flying and, and the Western Bulldogs were cemented in the top eight and Geelong was around there as well. So I'm actually really glad the two Sydney teams have made it just to even up the even up the ledger there. Um, so I, I, I simply can't wait for this. You'd obviously have all eyes on... The MCG next Friday night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be an interesting one. Mm. That's for sure. Mm. Um, I think I think we've got every chance of beating Carlton. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think our best is can match it with Carlton's yep. best. Yep. Um, but and, and the thing you've got over Carlton is is recent finals experience. Yeah, Whereas, you know Patrick Cripps has played 180 odd games of footy and never played in a final before. You just don't know what that's gonna do to this team. Yeah, yeah, true. I, I don't think Sydney can do much more than a elimination final mm. win. I yeah. just think they've probably maxed out on their year this year. That they they are just have just been really poor in last quarters. Yeah, their fourth quarter fade outs this year have, have really hurt them. Um, and um, I think they've probably still got a few issues with winning clearances. They were actually much better at that over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but Melbourne's win over Sydney yesterday really, um, for me, just sent a little rem- little reminder that they are more than capable of winning the grand final this year. Yeah, they've been they've been my pick since we started recording the pod this year. Um, still my pick to win the flag. I think. Yeah. Um, I just they have been travelling. In my opinion, beautifully all year because no one's been talking about them, and I'd say that is pretty well planned down to the T. Um, everyone has been on the Collingwood bandwagon. Um, Port Adelaide had thirteen wins in a row. Brisbane's going beautifully. Carlton had nine or ten wins in a row, and but I, I think Melbourne could really have a pretty special September. Definitely. Flown under the radar all year. Absolutely. A lot of rest with Bailey Fritch and his um, fitness, I feel. Yeah. He is, he's arguably the most important player. Maybe yeah. a site. Petrarca, um, you can't really go past him. Yeah. But I've seen, you can see what they've done this year without Oliver. Yeah. They've still maintained um, to become a top four side. Yeah. I think Bailey Fritch, he is pivotal to that forward line now more than ever. Yeah. Um, he is. He's just a, a really important player, so yeah. hopefully he remains fit. Yeah, definitely. And, and they've they've actually had to do it, you know, the hard way. That they've had injuries to Fritch and Oliver, and now Melksham as well, who's done his ACL, which is absolutely devastating for him. Missed out on the grand final win a couple of years ago, um, and, and he has been vital to them this year. So they will just have to reshake their forward line once again. Definitely. Um, we'll probably chat more about finals next week, but um, the All-Australian squad yes. was announced today. Yep, it, so it sure was. Some notable omissions. And yeah. Oh my God. Really unsure um, as to, to how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, um, I, I just can't believe, well, Sam Taylor has, has basically been widely known as pretty much the best fullback in the game. Mm. And he's just not in the squad. Not in the squad of 44. Max Gorn has, has held down a spot in the All-Australian lineup for forever and a day. Not in the 44. Um, and, and I think the biggest overlooking is probably Tim Taranto. Um, been spoken about as a potential Brownlow medal winner this year. Not in the 44. Yeah, I don't know how Tim Taranto <laughs> cannot be in the, in the 44. Yeah. Um, 
beggars belief, really. Jeremy Cameron was another one that missed out. But I, I think, um, yeah, Tim Taranto, very, very unlucky. Yeah, unusual. Um, yeah, so I don't, it was Dustin Martin named. Yeah, Dustin Martin is in, in there. He's the only Richmond player. Um, the, there's a couple I'm just absolutely so surprised that they, that they were named in there. Like Luke Jackson is named in the All-Australian squad of 44. I can't believe that. Mm. Like, and, and I know you've got to have 44, but the, I feel like he's just completely making up the numbers. We all know that Rowan Marshall or, um, or uh, Tim English, Tim English are, are going to be the Rucks. And I just, I just can't believe that Tim Taranto is, or, or maybe Mac, Max Gorn hasn't had his greatest year ever, but or Sam Taylor, just so much more deserving over Luke Jackson, I feel. Who was who was very average to start his his um, campaign with the Fremantle Dockers. Another one is Luke Ryan, another Fremantle player. Look, I don't watch as as many uh, Fremantle games as what um, as what others do, but I just yeah, those two were really interesting to me, and they've had Fremantle have had such a terrible year, um, finishing just outside the bottom bottom four, I think, and can't believe that they're in there. Yeah, yeah, no, I um, tend to agree. So, well done to everyone that has made it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, to anyone that hasn't but should have. <laughs> unlucky. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, li- I like the fact that Nick Larkey made it in. I reckon mm. I reckon he would have been right on the cusp and then he booted nine goals in his last game and then yeah. just absolutely hammered home that I must be in this team. He is a great footballer. Isn't to he? be kicking that many goals in just such a... God awful team. Yeah, pathetic team. Yeah. Um, well done. Yeah. Well done to him. And, and Oscar Allen is the other one. Oscar Allen. Um, who is pulling West Coast um, along with his teeth at the moment. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully uh, hopefully he is named the captain of this football club next year because he is their great white hope and um, just, a, a, again, a brilliant footballer like yep. Nick Larkey is. 100%. You mentioned Nick Larkey. Uh, I feel like it's only um, natural that we... Just discuss North Melbourne yes. quickly and their win over the Gold Coast. Yep. What do you make of that win? Well, North Melbourne, they can't even finish bottom properly, can they? Like, honestly, they are a disgrace. But I've been thinking about it a lot because I, I knew that we were going to talk about it. I, I was thinking about it today. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, on, I'm on the fence a bit because, you know, I feel like the ladder is just a, a perfect reflection of how the season has gone. West Coast deserved to finish bottom. They were god awful this year. Um and it, it just it just so happened that North Melbourne it fell in their lap with one round to go. But at the start of the year, you would think even even this coming into this week, the only thing that made me think that North was going to lose this game to the Gold Coast was the fact that their number 1 pick was at the end of it. Under normal circumstances, I would tip North Melbourne to beat Gold Coast in Tasmania most days of the week. And that's what ended up happening. So I'm not blown away that they won so convincingly. Like That is a big road trip for Gold Coast to go on in the last game of the year. Got nothing to play for. Um, You know, I reckon they would have even had to nearly catch two planes to get to Hobart Mm. um, with, with nothing on the end of it. So I'm not surprised that they ended up winning that game, um, and I think it's a true reflection of the year. Yeah. I um, If I'm a North Melbourne supporter, mm. I really love that North Melbourne went to Tassie and won that game yeah. and didn't sit back and cop a loss yeah. um, in the um, effort to get the number one draft pick. I think if they... If they decided to um, lose that game in, intentionally... Yeah. Um, it would have been such a poor thing to do culturally, yeah. I believe. Because what sort of message are you sending the players that are playing for North Melbourne on the weekend? We are intentionally going to... We're not going to... No one's intentionally going to lose, but we are, we are not going to go above and beyond to win. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that they went out there and they won, that just shows that winning is still an, an important part of their culture. Well, they're led by Alistair Clarkson, who he has obviously not been in at the club, you know, every minute of this year with his um, mental health um, battle. But he he is a coach that 
never says die. Um, and and I feel like um, that would have he would have hammered that home throughout the week. Um, I, I think they did. They, I don't think Davies Uniac played, so they didn't probably have their strongest lineup out out there either. So um, you know that that it was it was. I reckon it was a big win. It, it's one of those things. It's like really. You, you've won twenty. You've lost twenty games in a row. You could have just let that one slip, but I, I do agree mm. in, the, in the fact that you know a team like North Melbourne culture culture is much more important than um, than just gaining another number one draft pick. Absolutely, and there's no guarantee with a number one draft pick that they're going to turn into really any better than number two. No, um, and Harley Reid. West Coast might not even pick him up. Yeah, that's exactly. that's the other thing. So nothing is guaranteed there. And imagine if you're a North Melbourne player mm. and you're getting there's a strong feeling inside the camp that you're not going to do everything you can to win this game. Yeah. V- very easy to th- to carry that with you and think, I don't want to play for a club exactly. that doesn't want to win at all costs. Exactly. Maybe yep. maybe what what a what a bad environment to be in. Maybe I want to leave. Yeah. So I think um I think they've done a great thing by um getting the four points on the weekend. I would agree. And and look at their their history over the last couple of years anyway. They they did finish bottom um, a couple of years ago, picked up Horn Francis with the number one draft pick. That obviously didn't work out as well as they would have hoped with him leaving after just one year. But they ended up with, uh, I think it was picks two and three, um, you know, with, with the changing around of draft picks this year, um, just gone. And they drafted Sheasel and Wardlaw, who look like they are going to be at the club forever and a day. Yeah. Um, if Sheasel doesn't win the Rising Star Award, I, I, it would be a joke in my opinion. Um, and, and Wardlaw looks every bit an absolute superstar. Mm. So anyway, I think that they will probably end up with picks one and two this year again with the way that the Ben Mackay thing is working out. So they would they might be able to package those two together and, and do what they did in reverse last year and, and give those picks two and three to West Coast, who I think are pretty keen on Curtin, who's WA lad yep. anyway. Um, and I think West Coast anyway is in more of a position in, in their in their life where they – I don't think they're ready for Harley Reid. Mm-hmm. I think they need to do a North Melbourne, what they did this year, and pick up a couple of Definitely. players that are going to go there together. Um, you know, the Brayshaw, Sarong, Chera situation. Draft them all in the same year. Let them grow together and um, and, and become West Coast Eagles um, people for life. Absolutely. Is there anything else you got on footy? Because um, oh. I want to mention our footy tipping winner as well. Yeah. I would just like to say, um, out of the bottom 10 teams, I, I can, I'll include North Melbourne and, and West Coast in there as well. Who, who's been the most disappointing this year? It's obviously... Bulldogs, Crows, Essendon, Geelong, who came off a, a premiership, uh, Richmond, who thought they would go again with a flag and finish 13th, Fremantle, 14th, you know, won a final last year, Gold Coast, shit the bed again, and then the bottom three. For mine, I think Fremantle, yeah. based on playing finals footy last year, um, they won that final last year against the Bulldogs. They did, didn't they, they won a so, final, so yes. They, they made the semi-final last year. Mm. Um, some good young talent in that list. Uh, they they definitely underachieved this year. Oh um, God! So I, yeah, for yeah. me, Fremantle for yeah. sure. What about you? I, I think it would be. I think it's Fremantle again. Um, just like I I put my hand up now and said at I reckon it was our first episode of of this year. I had them finishing on top of the ladder. I was like, they are ready, hmm. and for them to finish fourteenth is a disaster, um, and, and really make. No improvement whatsoever on on anything they did last year. It was um, really really poor. Obviously, Luke Jackson um, seemingly has has worked, but now they've got an issue with. Are they going to keep Luke Darcy as well? Yeah, um, Sean Darcy. Sh- yeah. Sean Darcy. Yeah. Sorry. So, and the the obviously obvious one is the Western Bulldogs. Like what 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 a de- debacle them finishing oh. ninth. Yeah, it's it's just probably more of the same. Yeah, from the Western Bulldogs, they've they've had a. Um, a contending list yeah. for, gosh, a dozen years. Mm. And they just, aside from making a grand final in 2021, mm. they just, I mean, I feel like making a grand final is always a pass mark. Yeah. Um, you give yourself a chance. And it's just whether you can perform on the day. Well, um, and again, they were 20 points up in the third quarter of that grand final and, and did go on to lose it. But they were in an absolute winning position. So they, they nearly have won a couple of recent flags and 
they have the age profile on their list to do it again and we're just dog shit this year. Yeah. So you've just got to change everyone around Luke Beveridge or move him on. Like yeah. It has to be one or the other because mm. the list isn't the issue. Uh, certainly from the outset, it doesn't look like it is. Yeah. Um. And, you know, looking at, at this as well, I feel like, you know, the Crows are a team that I think can and will jump into the top eight next year. Um. The Western Bulldogs should, if they can change it around. I don't know about the rest of these teams. I think, I think Geelong's probably done. Um, I, I reckon their flag um, era maxed out with that one flag. I think that they were a team that deserved to get that one flag, but I don't think you know they really have the age profile of their list to go again. Mm. Richmond clearly are done, um, in my opinion. Fremantle. God, they need to do a lot right to get back into it next year. And, and then Gold Coast is completely an unknown um, on what they're going to be able to capable of doing next year. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm hesitant to write off Geelong just yet. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like um, Tanner Bruin, Jack Bowes, uh, they were a couple of high-profile recruits that they brought in last year. How much did they show that this year? I don't think they showed that a lot. I just, I don't know. More opportunity with a few. Superstars retiring. Yeah, um, I think yeah. they'll be around the mark for a top eight spot. Mm. It's just, just whether or not they can, just whether or not they can get an improvement out of their their younger players yeah. that's required because yeah. um, that they will need to make a pretty significant jump. Yeah, definitely. Like the midfield of Tanner Bruin and Jack Bowes, it's not getting me overly excited. If mm-hmm. I'm a Geelong fan, thinking. Gee, we're, we're just going to be right back amongst it next year. Uh, aside from those couple of players, um, yeah, they've, they've got a very ageing list. And Richmond is another one I'm really concerned about where they're going to be at because um, they went again with Taranto and Hopper and it completely didn't work. Um, so they're in a really interesting spot now with no draft picks and, um, yeah, Obviously, Cochin and, and um, Rewalt retiring, uh, I think they're in a bit of strife. Well, you look at Richmond, and I see a lot of Hawthorne 20... Yeah. Um, was it, what was the, the year that they acquired Tom Mitchell and Diego uh, Mira? around 2017, 18, I think. I see a little bit of that in Richmond. Yeah. Um, a couple of players that probably aren't going to well, they're not going to be the deciding factor in making them a no. contender again no. and they've lo- coughed up a lot of draft picks yep. as a result so mm. yeah they, they might get stuck in no man's land for a, for a little while but um hopefully for Richmond fans not yeah but, um, exactly and and I remember that that first year with Hawthorne as well when when they did bring in Mitchell and O'Meara they still made the top 4 that year and they did go out in straight sets um but like Richmond haven't even done that. They haven't even done that. There was no immediate excitement lift and they're looking for a new coach who I think will um, come in and, and be a bit of a rebuilding coach for them. And I, I feel like they're probably at, at a similar area when, you know, when Matthew Nix took over at, at the Crows and and Sam Mitchell at Hawthorne. Where, well, you know, with Sam Mitchell, like you know, he, he took over a team that had bottomed out. Uh, this This team is in no man's land at the minute. Absolutely. But like what I always say about Hawthorne, they've got three flags to show for it. So they are the real winners, Richmond. Yep. Congratulations on Randall Irvine on winning our inaugural footy tipping competition. Mm-hmm. And um, that is just huge news. Massive for, for Randall. And for Randall and for Lady Luck, our yep. footy tipping sponsor. So we cannot thank um, first and foremost Lady Luck enough as yep. our footy tipping sponsor for 2023. Uh, make sure you get in there and have a coffee and yep. just go hard. Um, <laughs> they have been awesome. And uh, $400 cash prize to Randy. Yes. So treat yourself. Um, we'll be getting that sorted for you very soon. That'll be and unbelievable. What a huge effort from him. Huge. 149 tips um, for Randall. He's net team the notorious big. Yeah, and, and, that, and that, that team name I've just heard every week. Yeah, me too. Just been Just outstanding the, this year. Top of the list every week. And Congratulations, Randall. Frankly, sick of it. Sick <laughs> of seeing it. Just it's just been strong all year. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. But well done. Mm. Uh, well done. Uh, fantastic for you. And mate, you bit of soul searching for you and your tipping. I think you gave gave it away midway through the year. Well, when I went overseas, that's when I stopped tipping. 
Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and I was the hottest tipper in town for a little while. And also died in the arse pretty yeah. severely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I, I would like to thank everyone who was a part of our Absolutely. footy tipping, yeah. our inaugural footy tipping competition. I think we had 100 plus in there. We so did. that's very good. And we'll be back next year. Bigger and better. Yeah, than dare ever. I say bigger and better. Um, a hundred this year. I think it was hundred plus this year. We'll, we'll go a thousand plus next year. I think. Fucking oath. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. We're going real big with it. Yeah, we're gonna just everything's gonna happen next year. <laughs> we might even sell a car, <laughs> a water car. Yeah, probably selling's more achievable actually. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. sell your car. You'll sell my car. That's fine. If so, if you win the if you win the footy tipping, you have to buy my car. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> at the price we set. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Halfway point of the show, yep. and um, time for a break, and yep. time to plug our sponsor, Johnny Zealy. Oh, he's a great man, isn't he, Johnny? Great he man, is. great real estate agent, very good show sponsor. Lets us record in his studio, which is his boardroom every week. Definitely in Woodside. If you are interested in buying or selling your house, please get in, to- in contact with Johnny Zealy from Raywire Adelaide Hills. His details are in our bio on Instagram. Absolutely. Make sure you do that and everyone, enjoy the rest of the show. Now, I know that you're keen as sin to move into the rest of the show. We're going to talk pole vault, we're going to talk Danny Ricardo. we're going to talk all sorts of shit, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. But this is more important than that because I have seen this pop up just now and it says... The Eagles have made a decision on their coach. Okay. What way do you think this is going to go? I think they have. Um, they've they've obviously re-signed Adam Simpson. Well, they haven't re-signed him. Um, oh, sorry, backed him in. They have backed him in. Because if he was sacked, the headline will be something like, Eagles shock. Yeah, yeah. Simpson sacked <laughs> yeah. after disaster, disastrous season. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that they just want to allude that there yeah. could be something that there could be something. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? Well, they had to they had to keep him after backing him in this. Long. Yeah, if you don't sack him after a bloody whatever it was <laughs> drubbing against Sydney, yeah, then you you have to back him in. But you also can't back a coach in that's lost five games by a hundred points this year and at about another four by eighty. Well, it begs the question: What are they going to do if they're in? Uh, a shambolic situation a month into the season next year. They'll suck him then. They're, they're and then they're in a worse position then. Yeah, but Because they've got a whole season that's potentially written off. Yeah, I, just, I don't think there must be... His contract must be enormous that they just can't afford to sack him right now. Yeah. I reckon they will sack him unless they pull off some sort of miracle, which they won't because their list is in very dark trouble. Um, getting worse next year, would you believe? Um, so I, yeah, I, I feel like the second that they feel like they can afford financially to sack him, they will do that. If Adam Simpson wins another premiership at West Coast, he is the greatest coach ever. Yes, he, he actually is, just is. incredible to, to <laughs> withstand the absolute. He'd have to be about eighty-nine years old though <laughs> <laughs> to withstand this absolute disaster yeah. that he's been involved in over the past year. Um, yeah, would be would be huge. So yeah. Um, yeah, he. I reckon he needs to have. We talk about big off seasons with players and someone that needs to come back fitter and better than ever. I think Adam Simpson needs to go away and have the biggest off season ever of any coach and, and simply just go to Bali for four months, yep. sit on a beach and just not think about anything. Just get pissed every just day. Just get pissed or do... And don't even turn up to pre-season. <laughs> yeah. Like don't, don't even turn up at all. Yeah. And then um, don't turn up for the rest of the season and let someone else coach. Yeah, just <laughs> don't get... Just, we'll never see him again. Yeah. 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 No, I think he needs to go to Bali for four months and just like chill the fuck out. Yeah. Come back a new man and that might... Because he just looks completely burnt out. Back to the drawing board. And completely shot. Um, you know, I watched a couple of his post-match press conferences and just looked a broken man. Um, so a lot needs to happen uh, for the poor guy. I, I, there's a, they've obviously put a very burnt out looking photo of him on, on the AFL.com story just to make it make him look as dishevelled and upset as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah, I... I really feel for what he had to go through this year because it was disastrous. 
Yeah, yeah, certainly was. Um, someone that isn't dishevelled at the moment is Ange Postacoglu. No, our Very guy. much the opposite of dishevelled. Yes. He is... Um, he is creating Australian history over he in the is. English Premier League, yep. um, and it is a fascinating thing to mm. be to be watching unfold. The Spurs are they're doing pretty well, yeah, aren't they? My, my Spurs, your Spurs, yep. um, and you, the Lily Whites, the Lily Whites. Yes, <laughs> how could we forget? Um, <laughs> Ange Postecoglou. I'm just I'm just looking up. Sorry, everyone. Just looking up Ange's uh, record at Tottenham so far. You'd be all over this as a rusted yeah. on Tottenham fan. Um, they're third on the table. Third on the three, table. Three games in, two and one. Yep. Two wins, one draws. Um, so going quite well. Yeah, really, really. Um, it's definitely sparked an interest in the Premier League for for Australians. I'm so. a massive fan. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I enjoy watching the Premier League, but knowing Ange is there in uh, patrol of um, hot, of, uh, I nearly said Hottenham. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> knowing they are Hottenham at They're the moment them. with Ange. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, knowing he is in control of Tottenham mm. certainly um, uh, has my interest peaked as well. Uh, I, I think uh, it's it's fantastic for Australian sport, Australian football to have a manager over there in, in the top flight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, be watching that with interest. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is the Wolves will come at some stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When Tottenham hit a little slump. Do you um, mean like the Wolves? Is Wol- it like Wolverhampton? Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> they might. Yeah, because they are fifteenth on the table at the minute. Oh fuck! If they do, yeah. If they do, the Wolves be, will come. They will literally come um, <laughs> for uh, for Ange's hot spurs. But um, yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting to to watch if they and uh, an interesting watch to see if mm. they can maintain this form. Yeah. Because you know, we know the Premier League is like thirty eight game weeks long. Yeah. So um, three games. Three games is a fucking fart in the wind. <laughs> yeah, it is. Might as well not even. Might well, as well not even play the first three. Like it just doesn't matter. No, absolutely. Although Sorry I reckon he was everything nearly three games into his time at Celtic, and they were calling to sack him. Yeah, they were calling so, to sack him early. Yeah, and, and he's, he's proved I think he wrong. Won, what two or three championships over so, there? So good, um, amazing. And I, I think this is just a. Cl- he's obviously an outstanding manager. Um, had so much success in lots of different countries. Um, but I think it's actually a clever um, thing that Tottenham's done because the whole, like, the whole of Australia that didn't already have a EPL team, like myself, completely jumped on the Spurs. Mm. I'm, I want them to win the Premier League. Yeah, for yeah. Ange. Yeah, I'm a big Spurs fan. Absolutely. I'm not watching games, obviously. Well, of course not. Um, but I'll, I'm I'm keeping close note of what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Close note. Close. Note. I'm watching his press conferences, and he just yeah. seems like a great guy. Yeah. So you're watching Ange's press conferences, but not yeah. watching the games. Yeah. You could say you're an Ange Postecoglou fan I am and not an, a Tottenham fan. I'm an Ange man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I'm a Tottenham man. Big beautiful Ange. Big beautiful Ange. That's yep. what I reckon. And how good are the chants? Oh, about gosh. Ange. What is it? Uh, Robbie Williams. Yep. Um I'm loving Big Ange instead. Yes. Oh my god. So good. It's unbelievable. There's a, there's two or three getting around. Yeah, it's elite. It's elite, and we love it. Um, now, something I didn't love. Yes. Was um, the F1 on, on the weekend? Oh, I didn't love it either. Yeah, well, you never do. Nah. Yeah. So, yeah, we can move on. That's obviously was your point. You're just a hater. Um, I'm a bit of a hater. So, I'm a huge Daniel Ricciardo fan. We all know this. Yep. And um, Dan broke his hand um, in the Alpha Tower in the weekend mm. during practice. Wow, the car doesn't go that quick. Which was devastating. Um, well, wait, it still goes bloody quick. Oh. I'll tell you that much. I thought he was driving around in like a, like a matchbox car or something. No, no. You were really playing down the Alpha, what is it? Alpha Towery. Alpha Towery. Yep. But he still managed to break his hand. Yes. Yes, he did. Tough to do. Because you're going at a fucking clip <laughs> in those cars, and I know you're just taking the piss, yep. but you are going very fast. Um, Oscar mm. Piastri actually had a little incident. He, he uh, crashed, and Dan took evasive action. Mm. Um, and he, he had a decision, either hit Oscar or go into the barrier, and he went into the barrier. And um, the steering wheel come back and uh, broke his hand. Oh, bloody hell! So um, he's out for the best part of a month. It looks like, which is uh, disappointing. Because um, yeah, that really made me upset. And oh. I sent you the footage of him walking um, through the paddock. Yep. And um, had his arm in a sling. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so hopefully Dan comes back soon. Um, Piastri had a really good drive for McLaren. Mm-hmm. That was um, uh, despite a poor strategy for McLaren. Um, but and uh, Max Verstappen. Verstappen. Verstappen won again. So, um, oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> what getting, what a sport. It's, good. it's getting hard to report every week. <laughs> Max. Max winning. Um, but yeah, that's your update for F1 oh, this week. How good's that? Matt. I've got an update on pole vault, actually. Yes, well, I want to talk to you about this as well. Yep. Nina Kennedy is our national treasure at the minute. Yes. Um, she won the world... Along with Ange Postacoglu, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We and have uh, two treasures at the and moment. And Adam Simpson, as it turns out. Yes, Adam Simpson. Um, the Matildas, they were. Yeah. But no. they are two weeks old. Moved news. aside, yeah. Sorry, Tildas. We yep. still love you and, and endorse you. But yep. And just before the Matildas, it was um, the Australian netball team. Yes. And just before them, it was the swimming team. Yes, and just before that, it was the Australian national cricket team. Yes, of course. Yeah. Until they let us down in the last test. Yeah. Yes. So, so well. yeah, you've really got to... Do something incredible to keep the nation just uh, gripped, don't yes, you? Yes, 100%. So now we're on Nina Kennedy. Nina Kennedy and Ange. And Ange, yeah, yes. for now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Nina? Nina. Oh, yes. Well, Nina um, is somehow, she's a world champion. So champion of the world, but equal champion of the world. Interesting. Mm. Because she drew in an athletics event. Yeah. What do you think about this? Initially, upon seeing it, I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. But then upon thinking about it more, because both... How can you be world champion if there's two of them? Both competitors were yeah, exhausted, weren't mm. they? Yeah. So isn't that at the point where you keep going? <laughs> yeah. And then whatever one cannot keep going... Yeah, is the world champion. Well, yeah, whatever one cannot keep going is... Is, is the loser. Is, is the loser, yeah, yeah. so... Uh, survival of the fittest. Yep, it, it it is interesting. I mean, it's the obviously the nature of the sport that it can get to this um, time. But you you watch that, and then on the other hand, you've got you know the Matildas having to win in playing thirty extra minutes plus then a penalty shootout to progress through to the next stage of a World Cup. It's like this is the same level of uh, performance and. In, in mm-hmm. one sport you can have a draw and in another one you you can't. Well, I mean it, it's not like it's not like a swimming race that if you touch the wall at the exact same moment, you're not just you can't just do a re race. You've both obviously won the race. Yeah. So in some sports I guess it's it's fair enough. And and obviously I mean I've watched a lot of pole vault and I can tell you it goes for a fucking long time. Mm. So I, I don't I can I can attest that they would be exhausted. Yeah. And the crowd would have been Watching it for hours on end, so I, I I'm happy that they called it a day. Definitely, definitely. Well done to both, but um, we normally like one winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I am in the one winner camp. It 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 was an interesting way to win a world championship medal because it it wasn't like you doing the skill and winning, or the other person doing the skill and and knocking the bar off and therefore you get the gold medal. It was a conversation. Hmm. It's like, are you happy with a gold medal? Because I am. Or do you want to jump again and you might end up with silver? It's like they were both scared to lose it. Yeah, exactly. So we we saw the same thing in the high jump at the Olympics um, where they both decided, no, you know what, I'm happy with gold if you are. Hmm. And I don't know about that. I would have tried that at the start. <laughs> hey, everyone. Everyone. Like, I know there's 12 of us here, <laughs> yeah. however many we're competing, yeah. but if you think about it, if we all just yeah. call it now, we'll all get a gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll all just jump once. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we'll just have, like, you know. Yeah. Or if there's, yeah. <laughs> 12 of us, yeah. I'm sure they can make 12 gold medals. That, yeah, well, I'm sure they've got them. They've got them. Or if there's four left and you know you can't get the height. It's like, guys, I reckon we're done here. Yeah. It's pretty windy today. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yep. Nah, an odd one. Um, so just a final take on it. Yes or no? Two gold medals. Uh, no. No. I'm a bit of a no as well. Particularly particularly if, if they made a decision. It's got to be taken out of their hands, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's probably the fascinating part mm. of it as well, that they were able to make the decision themselves. Yeah. I would have thought... I haven't even thought about that. I would have thought there would have been a, an official of some sort that yeah. said, "No, you both have to. Yeah, you both have to keep competing until one of you. Yeah, can no longer. Yeah, reach reach the level. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's fascinating from from that standpoint. Um, and, and and like the next step was, I don't 
it was a jump off. I don't know what. So they both cleared four, four meters ninety, and they were going at four meters ninety five, and they both didn't clear it on all of their attempts. Then they were going to do a jump off. I don't know what height they were. Maybe they were going to put it back down to four ninety one or something like that, and whoever was the first one over the bar wins. Like that to me sounds achievable. Mm. I mean, I couldn't jump four ninety. No, me. <laughs> but like, surely it goes back down to the. I mean, I I know that pole vault can go all night. Like it, it could have actually just it could still be going. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm sure that the right decision was made. I just feel like it's an interesting look. Definitely, but we'll take a world champion. Absolutely. All right, mate. So into a general chit chat. Yes. Um. Big week, big weekend for me. Um, just gone or coming up? Just gone, yeah. Okay. I've burnt one of the chair legs off in the house. You burnt? Yeah, you know, the, the a chair and a chair leg. I'm aware of chair yeah, legs, yeah, yes, I, but I'm I not aware of you leg. burning a leg. How'd you burn the leg? So I was doing some mopping yesterday and I put the... How'd you burn it with a mop? No, I was mopping the floor and I put the chair on the table and there was a <laughs> candle there. Right. Unbeknownst to me. And um, half an hour later, yeah, I came in... Uh, grabbed said chair, yes. Put it back on the floor and crunch. Oh, down! I thought, oh gosh, so half the legs disintegrated. <laughs> I looked at the table; the candle was um, <laughs> just was burning away, not so, not anymore. No. And um, yeah, so uh, I have to find a replacement chair. Um, so that was um, pretty deflating. Just any old chair off the Sunday street. Morning. <laughs> yeah. Or do you have to match the identical match chair? The, do you know how fucking hard it is to find one chair from a dining set? I bet oh, it's very hard. Not ideal. And Aaron's table? Yeah, Aaron and Aaron Stacey's. Well, it's actually Stacey's, um, Stacey's, Stacey's table. Stacey's chairs. Right. Yeah, so um, sorry, Stace. Uh, probably not ideal to come <laughs> home to that. But no. <laughs> we'll rectify that yeah. situation yeah. promptly. Yeah. Did you think of just like getting rid of the chair and hoping they didn't notice? Like, Was oh, it like an eight-seat dining table? Six. It's like... Six chairs around. Six the chairs. Table. You're probably going to notice if there's one missing. You're aren't probably you? noticing it. Like if it's a twelve chairer, I reckon you could get away with throwing one away. Yeah. No one would realise it's gone until you're having a twelve person dinner party. True. So I swear we had twelve. Yeah. Just yeah. Not, but you're not probably ideal. noticing the six to five ratio if you just went and threw it over the back fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, not no escape for that one, unfortunately. Um. Now, I've got a few things that have irked me recently. Okay. We're getting into our iPhone note section. Yes, please. I've um, got one of these, yes. People that leave their empty shopping trolleys in an empty space in a car park. Yeah. Yeah, the, the assholes. They are that. just the worst humans. Yeah. That is, that just simply should not be allowed. No, particularly the ones that, that do leave it straight in the middle of a parking space. Yeah. Like, you know, some, I mean, I always try, or I always return it to the bay. Mm. Where it belonged But you know Some of them sort of Put it in a spot That's out of harm's way So a car Can still get in there But the people that just Leave it Plonked in the middle Shocking of the, What are you doing? Put it back In the trolley bay mm. And I actually saw this On Facebook um, uh, The other day It was in a, one of the Community group chats That said um, something about it. it It is a great test Of humanity It is Will you put your Shopping trolley back Yeah Or will you just leave it there Because yeah. you don't have to put it back No No one's coming and penalising you No And you get no reward from putting it back Yeah You're just simply doing the right thing Exactly It's probably like Are you going to pick some rubbish up off the street mm. If you walk past it Are you going to bend down and pick it up And put it in the bin Or are you just going to leave it there Yeah It's probably similar It's like True. There is no penalty but, if you don't Yeah I, But I guess with the shopping trolley There's even Like you have used that trolley. Yeah, exactly. You, you left it there. Yeah. You presumably grabbed it from the trolley bay. Yeah. And now you're just going to leave it out of its <laughs> home? <laughs> Put it back. Yeah. Why don't you just go home, ball? <laughs> I don't know where that's from. Oh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, have you yeah, not watched Happy I've Gilmore? I've seen that, yeah. Was that, are you too good for your home? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you too good for your home? Yeah, that's fine. I think you you might have miss, um, miss said. No. that Misspoke. That, that part. That I said is is in the movie as well, right? Just not as commonly known. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it, it would be to Happy Gilmore fans, and there's a lot out there. All right. So text in. <laughs> <laughs> text in um, in a couple of days' time. <laughs> um, 
Now, um, another thing that popped up the other night, or I was watching Disney Plus. Yeah, the yes. New Ahsoka Star Wars series is out. What? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Star Wars series on Disney Plus. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. A H S O K A. Yeah. What's that about? It's about. Um, I've never heard Star of this. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lightsabers and stuff, mate. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka. Now we we're trying to log in, which was just a tumultuous issue. Oh. God, logging in is my least favourite thing ever. How horrible are TV keyboards? Oh, terrible. Typing in a password on a TV with a smart remote? Yeah. Isn't that just a horrible thing to have to do? Shocking. There's no fast way of doing it either. You can connect an actual keyboard to your computer, to your TV. Who does that? Peter. Elle's dad does that. Oh, well, I like Peter. (laughs) Yeah. To each their own. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... Oh, it is just a horrible, time-consuming thing to have to do, especially if you Why can't get the keyboard? password right. Yeah, th- that's actually quite good from Peter. Yeah, Peter likes to he likes to save time. Weird, but good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not something that's needed a lot. It takes up a lot of space on the coffee table, the keyboard. Um, and I, and for a while, when I was going over there, I was like, "What is this keyboard doing out of its home?" But as it turns out, it was right where it needed to be. Nice. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Like, what is this for? It's been here for years. Like, that's for the te- television if you need to log in on stuff. That's pretty smart, actually. Well, okay. Yep. It's smart, but it does take up a, a fair amount of room if you leave it on the coffee table. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, oh, and so that is very annoying. But, like, passwords in general are just fucking shit. Mm. Like, really annoying because I can never remember my passwords. And on the television remote, uh, my, uh, my email is so long. Like, it is, it is a long email. So that takes forever and a day to, yeah. to fill that form in. And then you get all the way to the end and then you're like, well, I don't remember what my password is. Then you've got to do the reset. Just shit. I've written all my passwords down in my iPhone notes now. Right, okay. And like with the corresponding email next to them. Right. <laughs> it's a good system. Yeah. So if anyone wants to hack you, just steal your phone and you've got all of your information. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, What else have you got for um, general? Well, you know how sometimes you can just aimlessly scroll through Facebook? Yes. And once you have been, once you've watched a few, you know, the same videos or posts or whatever, then more of the same posts come up, similar posts. I've been really into, um, through no fault of my own, and it's, um, it's, it's mainly, obviously, an algorithm situation, I've just become addicted to watching America's Got Talent videos right. on Facebook. Interesting. It is fantastic. Okay. I've never watched the show, but I know exactly what's going on because I watch the I watch the videos constantly at night. Um, and God, there's some talented people out there. Yeah, the oh, bloody oath there is. And it it just rolls through. There's an America's Got Talent video, then a Britain's Got Talent, and then you go to Australia's Got Talent. It's a bit shit. But, you know, you just keep rolling through them on your Facebook Reels or whatever it is. Yeah. And I just get really updated. You, you watch a few from 2009, 2010, recent ones. Nice one. Good. Oh, yeah, there's some talented people. Yeah. Fantastic. Gets well, me really going. Well, I definitely won't be doing that. No, I'm, um, just, I'm just saying, like, I didn't go out of my way to do this. But now that's all I get. Mm. Um, I did go through a, a phase where I was just watching... Lots and lot of uh, stand-up comedies on the Facebook reels. Yep. And then um, now it's uh, America's Got Talent videos. What, what is yeah. on your feed at the Mine's minute? Mine's just F1. F1 just stuff. Just F1 stuff. Yeah. Rumor Mill, um, mm. Inside Access. Right. Just, just F1 stuff F1 on my stuff. Instagram right. and, and TikTok, really. Just, um, yeah, just copying it from all angles. Right. I reckon when the NFL season starts, uh, that will be next week or the week after, um, I reckon I'll start to get a lot of... Stuff NFL style on that. So um, right now, while it's NFL off season, I'm getting a lot of America's Got Talent gear. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, one thing I was thinking about the other day when ordering a coffee, mm. I just love finding out what people's coffee orders are. Okay. I really love it. I really find it fascinating. Why? I don't know. Like I feel like it's a little bit of an insight to the person. I feel like you can learn a lot about a person with their coffee order. What do you think about my coffee order? Just a standard old cappuccino. Yeah, see, 
I still don't think you're a real coffee lover. I love coffee. Yeah, but you need that little bit of chocolate there. Yeah. Would you just drink a latte? Yeah. Yeah. I'd drink a latte. I just prefer the cappuccino. Right. Do you need sugar? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Would you drink a long black? No. That's the real test, I think. Nah. I've, I don't like that. Okay. I, like, I like the milk. What about an iced long black? No, nah, don't like. I, I don't like cold coffee. We've had this oh, chat. Yeah, before. you're weird. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the coffee orders. Yeah, they really do fascinate okay, me. What's I, your favourite one? Oh well, I get an oat latte. Yeah, oat lattes have become my personality. So if you, if if what what is the personality of an oat latte drinker? Just frazzled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I really do it well. Okay. I feel like I really I do work lattes well. Like yep. I really uh, this is kind of my lifestyle. Elle's um, a Elle's almond latte now. Yeah, well, she was a soy latte. I she was, know. yeah. Now she's under almond. Yeah, no, I find it really interesting. Now, do you just like just go tickled pink when you hear someone else order a oat latte? I think, oh yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's gonna they're gonna enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. And if if you if you see someone order a cappuccino, do you just Think of me. Uh, I do sometimes. Yeah, I, I think of you a lot when people order a mochaccino, actually, because that's I what you tiptoed into coffee with. Yeah, I did tiptoe. I haven't had a mocha in several years. Keep it that way, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like them anymore. Yeah, See, that's why I think I'm now a real life coffee drinker because now I do not like mochas. Well, you know what? Because it tastes too much like chocolate. If you drink a mochaccino, mm. and if that's the only coffee mm. that you like, I'm sorry, but you don't like coffee. No, you're just. You're just pretending. Yeah. What else have we got? Have we got anything else? I've got I think nothing we're, else. We're pretty much I'm done. Ready to go home. Um, we've got some feedback during the week, of course. Um, good oh, feedback from. Good or bad? Uh, uh, it's always bad. <laughs> um, some good chat from Randall, our tipping winner. Yes. Um, he said he was very nervous. He was uh, quote unquote shitting himself going to bed um, <laughs> early. <laughs> shitting um, himself going to bed. Go- <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, real shit yeah. in the bed scenario. Yeah, yeah no, he was on the pillow as going, we said last week. Shitting himself, going to bed early, watching the Crows game because um, the person running second, Jamie, at the time mm. um, had tipped to West Coast. Right, so uh, he was chasing down Randall, but Randall held on, held on, uh, which was great. Um, so yeah, well done, Randall. Um, so he was uh, very happy with that. Now um, Jackson Thompson messaged oh, us yes. and he said, um, "End of last year, you both tipped Essendon for bottom." Did we? Um, I don't remember doing that. I don't know. Who knows? Um, after rut and sacking, he goes, now you are roasting them for improving and finishing uh, possibly top 10. I yeah. don't know when well, If Jackson up. can go and find this episode when we said that Essendon would finish bottom, I just don't think I would have said that. He says, swap Hawthorne and Essendon with their season. Teeks would be praising Hawks for a great season improved with a new coach. Mm, okay. I just, I just am, I'm just am not sure when I said these comments. That's all. Mm. He also said, um, "So pe- I, I'm sorry, I'm not getting um, upset by this." He also said, "People saying text deserves a Coleman." I personally think if you keep the most goals, you deserve the Coleman, <laughs> <laughs> which is very good from Jackson and uh, true, absolutely true. true. Um, we love the feedback we get on TikTok as well. So. Um, we received a little bit regarding the Crows. I said Hawthorne would finish bottom last year. Did you? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm upset by this, Jackson. All right. So, um, other feedback we received um, regarding the uh, the goal line blunder, um, the uh, LA Crows game yes. that just went ballistic. Um, Ghost Boy said, um, round five, two thousand six, Frio versus St Kilda. They called a point. Four days later, they changed the results. But that was Siren Gate, wasn't it? That was Siren Gate. And you've just started blazing your phone out loud. Have I? Yeah. Oh, whoops. Um, I was just looking at the um, the TikTok. He said, I don't know why they can't do that today, but yeah, I think um, different scenario. That was when when it was after the siren, wasn't it? Completely different situation with after the siren. Um, We had, um, based on the my rule change, Yep. points, uh, when a goal is kicked... Yep. Fucking hell. When a goal is kicked, it's actually a point? No. <laughs> when when um, a ball hits a post and goes through, yes. it could still be um, labelled a goal. Um, Josh Maloney said, if you're not good enough to get it through without it hitting the post, you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Fair point. And um, we also had 
um, Young Street Soldier uh, message us and he said, isn't it a bit weird that the two knockout games, the Matildas lost, Albo was there? Yes. Yeah, so the Albo curse perhaps. Well, that is just craziness. Um, well, I'm just going to read this one out from Scott because he says, I'm a Crow supporter and I agree with you guys. So I just like... I just like to let people know that some people do agree with us. Thank you, Scott, and um, thank you everyone that um, <laughs> messages us. And mm. uh, yeah, keep it up, um, yeah. mate. I think that's all we've got time for. Yeah, so now it'd be a pretty long so- show. So, um, enjoy. why is Tim Hall said? Why is no one mentioning gambling? That's an interesting comment. So you hate reading out the feedback each week, and now I'm trying to wrap up the show, oh. and you're just still reading the comments. Okay. Yeah, I am actually. Just incredible. AFL make this right. Award compensation first round picks to Adelaide for multiple stuff ups. That's from Brody Lloyd. On you, Brody. Yeah. 100%. That was just one another comment. Okay. Yeah. Directing that we actually were um, we correct. We were right. Johnny Zealy. Someone else said, Jordan Gillespie said, fix the score review system or get rid of the fucking thing. Okay. <laughs> very um, <laughs> strong. <laughs> no, I liked that segment this week. Normally, oh, I can't stand it. Very happy for you. Um, are we going to talk about our sponsor now, Johnny? Yeah, you can. You can. Johnny's early. I'm still reading our comments. Blonde hair, looks that could kill. Yeah, he really is a um, a leader in the real estate game here in the Adelaide Hills. We we love what he does for it's us, very, very and um, you love what he does for you. If, yeah, uh, you seek him out. Um, he's a really good real estate agent. So if you do need to buy or sell in the Adelaide Hills, Johnny mm. is your man. Um, yep. His office is here at Ray White Woodside. Um, if you want to get in contact with Johnny, um, check out the link in our bio on Instagram and um, that'll take you to his contact details and you can um, seek out the great man and he will look after you. Yeah. Smelly Rat said, Far it, out. it 100% hit the pole. Well, it didn't, Smelly Rat. Yes. That was clear. Yeah, because I don't know what smelly rat's been <laughs> smelling. But, um, I smell a rat. Mm, definitely. So, um, just Is that sort, it? Sort You've done, out Johnny? There, smelly. Good um, job. Johnny, done. Uh, show done. And everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. Yep. Um, no footy this weekend, no. unfortunately. What but, are we going to um, do? I think there's an F1 race on, so uh. maybe just get around that. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, that's about it. Beautiful. Go, all right. Go, Ange. Go, Ange. And um, we'll see you all next week. Catch you later. Take care.